What's up, listener? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Thank you for pressing play on this bonus edition of the Jock and Nerd Podcast for this month. It is our C2E2 2021 convention special. Of course, that stands for the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Now, C2E2 2020 was the last show we attended as the podcast before the pandemic. C2E2 2021 held just this past weekend. The first show we went to after, during, still, the thing, whatever this time is called now, it's the first show back. And boy, was it great to get back out there and talk to people. Want to thank C2E2 for the press badges again. And a huge thanks to my co-host and convention correspondent, Jim McPike, who you're going to hear from. Always does a great job at helping me out. I even made him do his first interview. And the most important thing, listener, before we get to the show floor, make sure you visit our website. The show notes for this episode are at jockandnerd.com slash 413. I'm going to be talking to a lot of artists. There may be things that you want more information about. All of it is in your podcast app description or on our website in the show notes. Let's take it down to the show floor at C2E2 2021 McCormick Place right after this theme music. All right, listener, we are here live on the floor of C2E2 2021. I can't believe we're back. Joining me, intern, our historian, associate producer, convention correspondent, and whatever bullshit title I want to give him, Jim McPike. How's it going, Jim? It is going pretty good. I do uh, will abuse that, and you will be hearing about that from job applications. Yes, you could put it on associate producer. It's a legit title. All right. Thanks for joining me. I got we were able to get you a press badge. Pretty exciting. Oh yeah. It's this the first, is it's the first time you've been pressed to anything. Uh yeah. It was going to be E three last year, but we all know how the Rona. Oh did my that. god. Okay. Well, let's get into that. Yes. E three. Yep. Anyways, Anthony is not here. Anthony was supposed to be here. He was not feeling well. So. Jim is going to be my co-host. We're going to try to walk around, get into some trouble, talk to some people. Some friends are here that we've already said hi. The history of this, February 2020, Jim, was the last C2E2 right before the fucking Rona hit. That it was. We were here. We got drunk. I, 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 I flubbed an interview with a DJ with a lot of millions of followers. I will never live that down. Not while I'm here, no. No. Anyways, this year, let's see who, which interview I fuck up. It should be a lot of fun. But yeah, then we were going to be at E3, and you were going to go. Uh, we yep. had secured passes. You were going to fly out. Had there. my flight booked. You did. <laughs> oh shit. We. You were going to go out there and record stuff at, uh, as part of the Jockadoo podcast. It's very exciting. We we're going to have logos there. That was in March 2020. Of course, everybody knows what happens yep. in March 2020 at this point. In the meantime, we are here. I'm excited. The turnout, Jim. What so far? What do you think? You've been walking around for a while. Yeah, this is. Back to it, people are excited to get back to their normal life, and I'm excited to join them. It's amazing. It's like it was uh, almost two years ago. Only mm-hmm. just everybody's wearing masks. That's it. exactly. It's the only difference. And new new costumes, some new characters, from all the stuff that's come out. 
Uh, listener, right now we are standing in front of this booth where uh, someone has recreated Battle Cat from He-Man and, and uh, Skeletor's battle animal. I can't remember the name. But you can climb it and take a picture for Make-A-Wish for charity. Jim has convinced me that I need to do this. And uh, we will get that and get right back to you, listener. <laughs> yes, let me jump on this Battle Cat. Uh, you may hear from them. You may see some photos in our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. Uh, but it's fun. All right, Jim, let's mix it up. Let's chop it up with the geeks. C2E2 2021 McCormick Place, Chicago. Jock and Nerd! Listener, I just sat on a life-size battle cat and held the sword of power. And this, this amazing uh, installation created by John Marks from Brazen Monkey Pops. Yes. I'm with John here. How you doing? How are you doing? Great to meet you. You are doing this uh, booth, and uh, proceeds go to Make-A-Wish. That's right. That's an amazing cause to help kids. Thank but you. Tell me about making this giant thing. There'll be photos definitely on our Facebook page. This thing is amazing, and it held my fat ass. <laughs> How is that possible? How, tell me the idea behind this, job. Okay. Well, it kind of got sprung forth with a bunch of different things at the same time. Uh, one, I saw a sideshow collectible. Uh, they did a wonderful rendition of... He-Man and uh, Battle Cat. Oh, wow. And I really liked how they did it. I, I was inspired by that as well as because I was a University of Missouri alumni, and the tiger is their mascot. Ah. And I kind of thought, well, couldn't I make that a tiger? And then it kind of all came together. I thought, I could do maybe, maybe both. But then I started watching a show, Toys That Made Us. Yes, great show on Netflix. And it was wonderful. And I saw how they grabbed the, I think it was a Jungle Jim's cat from out of the bin and just painted it green and said, let's paint it purple and make the other cat. You know, I'm thinking... I can do that this way, you know. So essentially, it's the same cat, just with the head turned a different and a different color hair. What was Skeletor's cat called? I forget. Everybody does. It's Panthor. Panthor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, not yeah. what I thought. I thought it started with an S. I was that's way right. off. Probably, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Snake Mountain. That makes kind yeah. of sense. Yeah. But no, yeah, Panthor. He didn't have a lot of appearances, but he was definitely no. in the cartoon. And yeah. of course, you remember the toy line. He had the rideable. Yeah. yeah. In the uh, the new, have you been watching Kevin Smith? I, I have. I have not got to see all of season two yet. So, I'm still upset. Little with that. spoiler alert. Panthor makes an appearance. Thank God, finally. Dude, I was like, oh, I there's Skeletor's say, yeah. cat. I forgot about it. About him. time, yeah. How long does it take you to make one of these? I Well, actually, I built the two of them in under three months. Wow. Yeah, I was able to really rock and roll with that. It was What I found out, I realized I could do is build a quick structure using styrofoam and a stuff called Foam at 3. Okay. It's a two-part liquid. expands and hardens. So okay. by wrapping the styrofoam up in cellophane, I could pour the liquid down in there, and it created the muscle structure. So is it solid? In it's it? solid styrofoam foam. That's it. There's and no metal. There's no metal. There's no anything. There's no. So plastic. you you guys just told us Ke uh, wrestler Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash got up in there. He's a big guy. I, I tell people that they get nervous about coming over and putting their weight on them. Like you know, if he can take Kevin, he can take you. That's so, amazing. That yeah. he can support. What do you know? What the weight limit is? Which, what would you say? I, you know what I have? I hope I never find it. Uh, I, the only weight limit that we really have is uh, the stairs that you have to climb. You have to carry, uh, walk up a ladder. Sure. And the ladder structure is technically only 300 pounds, but we've had people well over 300 beyond that. Oh, no. This, it's, and it felt great. It felt life-size. Like, Thank I you. Felt I like pushed I, it. I pushed it yeah. beyond it. The scale was supposed to be 1 to 4. I went 1 to 5 because I wanted to see how much I could get and still get into the trailer. Yeah. So I went as big as I could go. So I, like, yeah. I instantly flash back to... <laughs> Being a kid watching the show, yeah. and I'm like, I'm on a life size battle cat. This yeah. is exactly what it would feel like. It's amazing. I think part of me was like thinking every time a kid was playing with this, they wanted to imagine them being themselves on a thing. And you're a kid though, yeah. so if you're on this and it's bigger than you, then you think yourself as a kid on that bigger animal. That's so that's amazing. sort of my inspiration for that. It was definitely. Uh, what, yeah. about, what about the future? What is, uh, you making some other props? Yeah, then everybody keeps asking about next year. I guess the plan I finally sunk my teeth into is I'm going to try to do Appa from uh, Air, the last Airbender. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to try. Let's let's just say that I'm going to be shooting for some engineering I've never tried before, and we're really going to see if it'll work. How so. big is that? Well, as of right now, I'm guessing because the framework for the trailer is uh, as big as I can go is seven tall, seven oh. and a half feet wide. That's oh, wow. as big as his head can be. Wow. To build the body, I'm going to try something I've never tried before. So oh we're going to see. God. Yeah. Um, cross your fingers, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll try. I'm gonna try because Oppa's giant, and you're like, okay, how am I gonna do that? And I still want to try to get him in a 20 by 20 space, which is actually smaller than what we have here. Um, to do that, I'm gonna have to kind of curve him and put the tail around the side. And yeah, yeah. I do want to make it. I think I'm gonna try to make it an Arctic setting, so it kind of oh, looks lovely. like yeah. Yeah, the backdrop's great. You got Castle Grayskull and Snake right. Mountain. You got the sword. You got uh, the shields. Yes. You got uh, uh, the the orb that Evil Lynn had. All the stuff and Skeletor staff. Yes. Beautiful craftsmanship Thank you. and attention Thank you. to the detail. I, I, I got I, in a weird way. I kind of got lucky with the blip. I call it the blip. The year. It is the, the blip. Off. Yes. Oh my God! He's the first person to call <laughs> the blip. Twenty twenty. Yes. The blip. The blip. Kind of yes. was the blip. It's kind of took everybody out and disappeared. Everybody disappeared. But I actually allowed me to a little more time to do a little more detail on the pieces. Uh, Havoc staff got a second approach. I got to made a better looking, a better, better and lighter. Thank God. Um, and it's uh, sculpted mold cast there, so lightweight, but. Yeah, some of the other pieces, even the weapon board, got another uh, upgrade. It looks great. Um, and so saddles even got a little bit better approach to them, too. So, yeah, that was that, I used that as my time off to fix things. So great, Good use of time. Speaking yeah. of the blip, what do you think of C2E2 2021? I love it. It's the first time I've been here. I appreciate them so much. They've been very cool. We've tried for years to get there, and I guess this year was a great time for them to have me. Um, I'm hoping they'll have me next year. Fantastic! I, really I want to see. I want to see a bigger, a bigger prop. I want to climb something bigger next yeah. year. Uh, for our listeners, tell them where they can find out and how they can help and see your stuff. Okay. Well, I'm found on Facebook and Instagram. Both uh, are Brazen Monkey by John Marks. That's all that underscore stuff. But if you start typing, you'll find me. Uh, not too many Brazen Monkeys out there. And then, uh, yeah, so that's Instagram and Facebook. And I don't think I have a website yet. I'd like to get a website. Oh, you got to get one of those. Yeah, but yeah, we'll promote yeah. your Instagram I appreciate Facebook it. Thank it's, you. it's great. And Thank doing you. it for Make-A-Wish, yeah. like, it's, you got, it just helps these kids. It's fantastic. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank Tom. you. Good to meet you. Talking nerd! So this is Jim here on the Florin Artist Alley with uh, self-published author Lauren Jankowski. How are you doing today? I'm doing rather well. How are you? Good. I saw on your Instagram you had uh, some difficulties day one of the convention. That all get sorted oh, out? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it has gotten sorted out, thankfully. Uh, just FedEx lost some boxes that it shouldn't have. And my book, my first book didn't get here till today. Oh, that is, uh, yeah. I, we've all had troubles with FedEx, though, so it's good that got sorted out for you. Yep. Right. Uh, so you are the author of the Shapeshifter series. Mm-hmm. The Shapeshifter Chronicles, correct? Shapeshifter Chronicles. Yeah. Okay. So that was good. So I uh, read the first one. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what the book's about? Uh, so I could give you my elevator pitch, which is it's about a woman named Isis who stumbles on this ancient mystery when she photographs a murder scene. And the next day, all evidence of the murder has vanished, including the body from her pictures. And Isis being who she is, she can't let this go. So she starts investigating, and in the course of her investigation, she finds out she's not human like she always assumed. She is part shapeshifter, part guardian. Guardians are like kind of like various gods from various mythologies, because myth nerd here. And the series is her and three other women kicking ass, taking names, trying to figure out what's going on, what's happening, why it's happening, how they can stop it, that sort of thing. Yep. And uh, Yeah, because I, I read the first one. It's very good. Thank it you. It is um, a lot of a very different perspective on urban fantasy. Yeah. And I, I, remember, I know in the foreword you said um, 
a lot of the inspiration came from you wanted to read about a character like you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Or So I am an aromantic, asexual woman. I'm mm-hmm. uh, also an adoptee. I'm queer. And um, when I was growing up, I loved these fantasy series, but they never had any adoptee characters. They never had any queer women characters. They never had any queer characters in general. And I was always waiting for uh, a series like that to come out, and then I just got tired of waiting, and I was like, well, screw it. I'll just write it. You do it yourself. Exactly. Would you say a lot of those themes about coming to terms with your queerness, and then obviously there's a parallel in with Isis in coming to terms with her, what makes her different? Do you think that uh, had a lot of crossover there? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It, it, Isis being like half shapeshifter, half guardian, That I, I definitely was working through some of, like, coming to terms with the different parts of my identity, how they intersected, and uh, how to embrace fully mm-hmm. who I was. I, I think a lot of us can relate these days. I mean, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, so Artist Alley, challenges about, you know, having a non-visual medium. Oh. Is that... Oh, oh boy. <laughs> that yep. is uh, quite the uphill fight. Um, I actually prefer being in Artist Alley, even though it's more challenging, just because... When you put authors together, you wind up with a bunch of people talking over each other, and it's really, really difficult to, like, get your pitch out. But when it comes to Artist Alley, you get a lot of people asking, well, what are you doing here? I'm like, because I'm an artist. And uh, Artist Alley tables are also more affordable. Um, You're having a good convention oh, today? Oh, yes. I'm having a great convention. Okay. You know, I had a rocky start Friday, which was my own personal fault, because I should have sprung for expedited shipping, although FedEx probably still would have lost my stuff. But, um, yeah, I've been, I've been moving a lot of books. A lot of people are happy to see an author in Artist Alley. Nice. That yeah. is, I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so where can the listener find you? Uh, they can find me on my website, uh, laurenchankowski.com. They can also find my Instagram, which I post the most random stuff on, but I think it's fun. Um, I think it's fun, too. On Instagram, I'm laurenchankowski27. And, uh, yeah, I'm all over the social medias. You can find those on my website. Yeah, just follow me wherever. And when can we expect the sixth book in the series? That will be coming out next year. Next year. Next year, 2022. We're looking forward to it. Talking nerd! Boy, am I glad that I ran into this guy joining me right now, listener. You know him, you love him. It's Len Zations himself, Lenny Romero. In Chicago, what's up, dude? Thank you, Imran. I'm so excited to see you, too. Oh, my God. I had to give you a big hug, and this is... Uh, not uh, quite the scale of G Fest where we usually oh, meet. Oh no way! This is G Fest. What is a little hotel lobby, and this is a massive convention center. This your is first time at C2E2. Yes, I'm yes. so glad you made it to the big show. You belong here. Thank you, sir. You deserve to be here. Listen, for any of the listeners that don't know what you do, describe your art. Describe what you're selling. All right. So to the listeners out there, um, I am a freelance artist who I specialize in hand-drawn pencil and pen art. A lot of it's kaiju. 90% of it's kaiju. Mostly Godzilla. <laughs> That's high rock and roll. Yeah, to me, you are the stuff you do with a pencil blows me away, listener. I, you know, well, I'll have links in the show notes. You can check out his work. You, unbelievable. You are a master at the pencil, honey. I don't know how you have the patience to, to do this uh, multiple layers of, of texture and light and dark with a pencil. It's fantastic. I, I love it. It's, it's, how long have you been doing this now? So I've been drawing my whole life. It's, it's something that's always been, I guess, a hobby. 
Um, but six years ago, I started selling, yeah. and it's I've never looked back. It's I, I love it. I can be up in the late hours, like if uh, some of my friends know, like uh, some of my friends, Bilotti, Chev, you know, Anthony. They all know I stay up late, and I'll be streaming late at night. I just love drawing. It's yeah, you're drawing, always you're always going live on Instagram, yeah. and you see your pencil magic. Uh, what what is some of the new stuff? Like, obviously, I bought a bunch of your Godzilla, your kaiju uh, stuff. What you got? Anything different? I see some color. I got some new stuff. So the color stuff is actually a digital overlay that my that Chev one Chev did one of them for oh, me. Oh, Nick Chev colored it. Yeah, he yeah. colored one of them for me. And then I have another girl named uh, Renaline. She's actually here at this show. Oh, great! And she colored the she colored the my King of the Monsters and my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers piece for me. Um, I have a Gamera one that I painted myself. Oh wow! Yeah. So what's that like when somebody colors your work? What how does that feel? It's cool. I really like it. Yeah. There, and look, the 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 Power Rangers one's amazing. The colors are great. Yes. Uh, what about subject matter? Have you strayed away from uh, any kaiju recently? I've actually tried a lot of. You know what? I've actually had a lot of anime recently. Okay. Um, it's so crazy. I do a lot of kaiju stuff. My anime stuff sells the best. <laughs> I don't know why. Really? That's yes. interesting. Well, you might have to do like, a couple more. My best seller is, anime. Is, attack, is my Attack on Titan piece. Oh, it's okay. literally like I sell out every show. Yeah. Everyone wants it. I don't know why. It's, it's, I mean, I think it's awesome. But and I, I saw you, you were messing around with a spawn piece. You are just fucking yes. around with it. I love that spawn piece. That was so, great. That's my most recent piece. That's the one that you gave me a shout out yeah, on, that was, on, that, yeah. on that episode yeah. of like, um, Jock and Nerd. I'm always listening. It's Thank awesome. You. Yes. I, I listen when I clean. <laughs> oh, not when yeah. you draw? Like, it's a great thing to listen and when, when you I, draw. And when yeah. I draw. Yeah. You've heard, I mean, if you pop into the live stream, yeah. you can sometimes hear you guys in the background. Oh, get yeah. out. See, I love yeah. that we, like, subtly inspire our listener. Like, we're in the drawings then. I consider that we are in the It went into your ear, and it came out of your hand in yes. the pencil. It counts. We are in the drawings. I love that. I just love hearing your guys' bouncer. Uh, uh, this is the second day of C2E2. How far, how, how's the show been going for you so it's far? It's been amazing. It's yeah. been incredible. It's, it's, it's trending to be a very, very, very great show. I, I got to yeah. tell you, the foot traffic in Arnest Alley that we have seen is unbelievable. Every row, and there's, there's 26, like A to Z. Every yeah. aisle, there's people, tons of people walking through. I, this is amazing. Yes. I love that people are into independent art and all sorts of different things. Yeah, from what I'm hearing is like they're more back here in the artist alley than they're at the vendors. I mean, I I hope the vendors succeed, but it's it's nice to know that people are coming, you know, they love the artists enough that they want to come to us first Absolutely. and check us out. Absolutely. As well they should and uh, ourselves, Jim and I, we've been mostly walking around artist alley. Like I haven't gotten to the vendors part yet because yeah. I just love looking at all the different styles. There's of, a lot of, of great work. artists yeah. here. There's a lot of incredible artists here. And then as far as uh, you get to see anything else about C2E2 that uh, stuck out, how, uh, something? Uh, I, I mean, artists have been pretty cool. I went to go check out some of the wrestling stuff. My, oh, uh, yeah. CM my, Punk's here. CM and, Punk's uh, here. Kevin Nash is here. I got to see a bit from Dan Housen. Oh, that Dan Housen is here. He's so weird. Funny. And funny. Yeah, he was talking to um, Billy Gunn was here. And I guess he's the, uh, he's the ass man, right? He's the... The ass man. That's, that's his nickname. That's the ass, the ass man. man. So we have to talk to the ass man. You the have to talk to the ass here? man. Wait a minute. I didn't know but, about um, this. The bit was all um, the ass man's crew had a <laughs> shirt called like the Sons of Guns. Yeah. Uh, Dan Housen came over and spray painted the 
<laughs> he spray painted an X on the shirt on top of it, and he put ass boys at the bottom. Oh, no. <laughs> and they were like, "No, we don't like that." But <laughs> Billy Gunn's like, "No, no, I, I like that. I'm the ass man. You guys are the ass boys. It's this little <laughs> posse. It's the groupie. Yeah. The ass boys are going to follow the ass man." Oh man, it's so, so listen. It's so good to see you here. You need to come back here every year. Now I that do. You're I love in. Chicago. Everyone's yeah. really nice here. They're really good people. I, I love everything. Food. I love you guys. Your city's actually pretty clean. Oh, it's a great. Oh, yeah. compared to New York, uh, it's a lot <laughs> compared cleaner. Compared to New York, sorry, John and Look, Joe. No, everybody knows they put their trash on the street because there's no alleys. Like uh, yeah. that's what happens. Chicago is very lovely, and we can. We will see you in the summer at G Fest. Yes, coming back, and it's going to be bigger and better. Hopefully, yes. I wish I could say that about some of my other artist friends. I think I think <laughs> yeah. Bilotti will go over that with you guys yeah, in this week's episode. We'll talk to him. I, I won't do any spoilers yeah. for that. But, I mean, I've, I always love G-Fest because I love hanging out with you guys. It's the only reason I go. But to see you here is fantastic. Yes. Tell the listener where they can go to see your stuff and buy your things. All right. So, if you guys, um, I'm at Lensations. It's spelled L-E-N-Z-A-T-I-O-N-S. Yep. You can find me on um, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram's probably my main spot. Um, if you search uh, Lensations on Etsy, that's where my store's at. Right if you on. guys are looking to buy some art, I ship out. Uh and uh, trying to think if you can find me anywhere else. Uh, maybe I'll be on TikTok soon. Everyone oh, keeps asking me. oh, Lenny on TikTok. Listen, it's a I don't gra- even know how it works. It's me neither. I'm poor. It's too. I'm too old for TikTok. But it's a great gift for anyone who's into Godzilla and Kaiju. If you know, uh, they will love his drawing. So, Lenny, thanks. So great to see you. Thanks so, so great much. to see you too, Imran. I'm so happy to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Tell. Tony and Rugboy, I said hi. I will. Anthony uh, wasn't feeling well. He would have been Aww. here. But I would have loved to see Anthony. He may have caught something. I don't know. You know how the jock is. I miss you guys. Miss yes. you, Anthony. They miss yeah. you, too. Talking nerd! Uh, I'm here at the DePaul eSports uh, area at C2E2 talking to Courtney. Courtney, I talked to you almost two years ago. The yeah. last C2E2, 2020, yeah. before everything shut down. This is a thriving uh, spot here. Clearly, interest in esports has not gone down. Oh, absolutely not. Well, and especially at DePaul, our time with esports during the pandemic has actually allowed our program to soar. Oh, wow. We went at the end of uh, the year before the pandemic, we had eight teams. The year after the pandemic, we ended with 20. Oh, my God. Yeah. So eSports really has an infrastructure that's made and ready to go for the pandemic. So we had a couple bumps, you know, along the way initially. But once we got our footing, our students really thrived. And they've they've been doing wonderfully. And, you know, it's great to be back at C2E2, though, so we can have these communities come back together for after after a long time away. Yeah, this is the first time probably a lot of people have gotten to hang out and play games with in person with people. So uh, attendance, enrollment, everything has probably gone up. And well, how'd you guys handle? It? Was it all remote during the the the? Somebody called it the blip year, which is yeah. amazing <laughs> an Avengers reference. So I'm just I gonna know. go with that. Yeah, thank you, Thanos, for giving us. Yes, that we for, literally forever. had a right. blip year. Yeah. Enrollment for us has been great overall, and, and here you know we've had a, a spectacular turnout so far. So we were actually fully remote. We only had. Nice. Uh, in total, we had 4.7% of our classes on campus. And oh, those wow. were mostly like science labs and actually our first-year law students. So of our 24,000 students, 95% of them were fully wow. remote. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. when we looked at like co-curricular experiences throughout the year, 
in total, we had about 1,500 of them, and okay. a third of them came because of eSports. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they were competitive matches. They were. We have something called the DePaul Gaming League. Uh, we host some internal tournaments as well. So all of that took place, and it, it really did p- provide this really robust experience while they were away. But it's been great, too, to see their energy and excitement, you know, coming back and competing in person or being in our gaming zone. And actually today they're going to, they're going to do a panel to talk about their experiences. So we're, we're really excited about that too. Uh, what are the, are there any new games that got more popular in the past? Oh yeah. Well, Valorant was introduced. I heard about Valorant. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Valorant, um, was, was huge for us this past year. Uh, we actually now have a varsity JV and Academy level team in it. There's a varsity team. (laughs) There is. And they're pretty darn good, if I do say so myself. We're really proud of them. We also have some some new teams for older titles. So, okay. Uh, we have a team emerging for Apex Legends. And then one of the other things that we just started at DePaul is we started recognizing mature titles um, oh. and mature title teams. So this past year, we added uh, teams in R6, Call of Duty. Oh, my gosh. They're going to be so embarrassed that I, if I'm forgetting. Oh, CSGO is the other okay, one. Okay. Yeah, a little, more, three, little yeah. more violent uh, Killy Killy games. <laughs> yeah, Killy Killy. But, you know, the, I, I am really proud of our students, though, because even though they are the Killy Killy games, yeah. we talk about our Vincentian values a lot at, mm. at DePaul and about, like, treating people with human dignity and respect. And I really think we're seeing that come to fruition. And, like, for our Call of Duty program, for example, I'm really proud of them because they actually have the old, last year – they had the only female Call of Duty player oh, on wow. any team in the region. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's so great. They really are doing, you know, like steps towards creating a more inclusive community. And I'm, I'm really, really proud of our students. Does this, do you see this expanding uh, into high school, moving backwards a little oh, yeah. bit? Do we see that? Yeah, I actually had a conversation yesterday uh, with somebody at Oaklawn High School that okay. they were having three uh, tournaments officially recognized by the Illinois High School East or the Illinois High School. Uh, Sports Association, which IHSEA, which is the Illinois High School Esports Association, has been doing things for years. Yeah. But it's great to kind of see it, like, adopted by our mainstream sports group here in Illinois. That's great. Man, where was this when I went to high school? If there was video games, I probably would have paid more attention. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's this huge pipeline, right? It's this pipeline from being a kid interested in video games to... uh, high school student, college student who studies it and then changes them, right? Like makes, designs them, yes, creates then, the characters, yes. creates the storylines, all of that. Like all these kids at C2E2, some of them are going to help do that. And, and it's going to be, I th- it'll be really cool. Well, that was my next question is what is some of the paths taken after your program? What, is, what have you seen these students do? Yeah. So our number one college engaged in our program is our College of Computing and Digital Media. Uh, okay. Yeah. So game programming, game design, animation, all of those. We're seeing students involved in all of that. Um, our second college is the College of Business. And we actually are starting to offer classes in the business of esports. Wow. So they're learning about, you know, fundraising, financing. Um, team management, all of the marketing, all of those different elements in that class. So it really is, you know, look at traditional sports yeah. and look at, you know, ticket sales, yeah. event experiences. All of that is happening with esports too. And I think it's just going to get more and more popular as, as, as time goes on. There's more paths than even yes. traditional sports oh, to yes. get into that. Like you just mentioned, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking kids go hit the tournament, make some money. But no, you could get into design, yes. programming, the yep. administration side. Yep, absolutely. That's, this is a wild, crazy new future. Yeah. Um, I love it. And then as far as C2E2, what does this convention mean mean to you that oh. being here? Well, honestly, this one has been really special because yeah. this was the first year that people came and said, like, I'm here for my DePaul button. Or, oh. like, 
we're here for this Rocket League tournament because we've been here now for three or four years. So to be like, I I texted one of my colleagues. I was like, oh my God, we made it. We're a regular. Like we are a regular at C2E2. So it's, it's been really cool. And, you know, just to be back in person and like, one of the things that's been really special is especially to see all of our DePaul students in cosplay that have been telling yes. us, like, here's what they're going to do. But to see them here and excited, it, it's been really great. I mean, what a turnout. It, I was oh, also yeah. impressed at, like, the amount of people. And it's just like nothing happened except everybody's wearing masks. Yeah. That's all. Well, and I've been really impressed. Like, people have been, you know, following the mask procedures. Yeah. Like, people are distancing it. It's, it's been a good good overall experience so oh far. great great experience so far yeah. uh where can our listener learn more if they want to get into this yeah so two main spots first our website is esports.depaul.edu uh, or if you're on discord you can join us there too at discord.gg slash depaul esports right on thank you courtney good luck the rest of the con yeah. it was great talking to you yeah, thanks, thanks for your time Nerd. Uh, okay, on recommendation of a Lensations, Lenny Romero's like, you got to check out my buddy Justin Orr down here. <laughs> You're going to like his work. We're here with Justin Orr, artist. How's it going, Justin? Going well, going well. G- good to be back here at the show that was the last show we did before the pandemic shut everything down. That, yeah, yeah, we were here February 2020 was yep. the last, but we were here at that show. And everything, and it's kind of like normal again, except everyone, you know, yeah. just has a mask on. It's yes. fine. Yeah, it's it's a good sized crowd too. I mean, I I was uh, just happy to be in the building. I mean, it's spaced differently because of COVID restrictions, but there's a lot of people in there, man. The traffic yeah. in Artist yeah. Alley is amazing. Yeah. It's wild. It's it so is. good. Yep. Yep. Um, tell me, uh, describe the style of your work. Let me just say, I yeah. walked up here, yeah. and I saw hip hop. I saw Voltron. I saw action movies. I saw martial arts yeah. illustrations. Uh, met, you know, MF Doom, Tribe Call Quest. All of the things I love. Yeah. It's and this is a, yeah. a, a great niche market. Describe your art and the stuff you're into. Uh, well, you know, first, like for in terms of my illustration work, I come from an animation design background. Ah, that explains. You know, it. and and when I entered the industry, is about the time they were making Samurai Jack and the success of those cartoons kind of dictated what a lot of the industry was asking of their designers so my artwork is very uh shape driven and angular but um in terms of uh the subject matters i just cover my favorite pop culture and a lot of oh, it he's is got, he's got a sign, Go ahead, sign real <laughs> yeah sign. a lot of the artwork is uh you know it ranges from music to movie and tv and uh whoops there you go I love it because it's different than, I mean, there's so many unique, and Lenny shows up to watch this, talk to Justin, but uh, there's so many like niche, unique things here, and so this really caught my eye because, uh, you know, MF Doom, first of all, rest in peace, how tragic at the beginning of the year, hearing from his wife that MF Doom dies of diabetes in October. I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, tragic. I mean, but at the same time, in a way, it's like, uh, it's a testament that he was to him and how he lived his life that yeah. he had, was able to have a private life yeah. and his family could grieve on their own time yeah. without the rest of the world talking about it absolutely and then they let everybody know afterwards so that's a good the, way to do it it is you know nobody knew who he was I mean you can find yeah. out now but like yeah. at the time the mystery was great yeah the cool mask yeah and as a as a creative professional mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of you can really respect the way he approached his artwork in, in terms of how he made his music he cared about making the art first, yeah, and then it sold on its its own because it was just good stuff. Oh my god, you I know? love him! And a comic yeah. book nerd himself, yes. Like, totally. How many references to all this stuff would he throw? Yeah. It? I love that. Yeah. And then you think about Fife and his passing and what all oh, I know, that was man. like another legend. Well, you think about it too. Even those Stone Throw guys, right? Yeah. 
Jay Dillett and MF Doom are yeah. gone. We yeah. only have Mad Lib left. Are those yeah. three core dudes that really they built that label on. You That's know? true. That's true. Um, and I see the uh, Samurai Jack influence. That's the yeah. I love the style. Yeah, it's, it's you know a lot of people just kind of pick it out immediately. So I always make sure to tell me, yeah, this is when I was working in animation. That's what was going on, and it's now naturally in my drawing DNA. Yeah. Uh, and then and they also your format. You're doing a lot of long vertical yeah. pieces. Uh, where yes. how's that? Why are you doing that? Um, you know, big fan of '70s poster design. Okay, and when you go to these shows, you know, to me, you know, well, I'll put it this way: when I started doing more of these shows you, I figure you look at the masters who are the best at doing what you want to do and right. to me it was the 70s poster illustrators yeah. like Jack Davis yeah. and Robert McGinnis who <laughs> who really did the best job at arranging a lot of elements you mm-hmm. know and they were all illustrations they're good at color and layout so I try to emulate those guys and even the size of my prints based off of 70s and 80s day oh, that's bills, fantastic you know so yeah. I do all my own printing so I get the sizes right and the colors right and it's a lot of extra work, but it's worth it because at the end, it's very different. Yeah, you know? it sticks out. It's very yeah. retro, but also fresh. Uh, yeah. You know, you yeah. have a lot of elements, but it's not crowded. It's not cluttered. Yeah. Your composition is excellent. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank I you. love it all. Tell the listener if they want to see more things, where they can find um, your stuff. Yeah, so JustScope.com is my website. JustScope. Yes. yes. And if you are on Instagram or Twitter, same handle, JustScope. That's J-U-S-S-C-O-P-E. I also have a TikTok profile, but there's nothing on there. Right, I'm, a, well, I'm an old dude, and yeah. I'm getting there eventually. That's so. what I hear a lot. I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm too old, but you got to build your brand where the people are. Yes. <laughs> Someday it'll be. Yeah. A, I swear. I swear it will. And how's the uh, second day of CTE2? How's this year's oh, Congo oh, for you? great, so man. This, this show is a top five show Absolutely. every year. And even with the COVID restrictions and whatnot, it's still awesome. You know, so it, it, we're ending our season here. Okay, this is, oh, last, this is the end. show this year. This is the end yeah. of convention season. Yes. And I mean, for the listener, man, if you're into Bruce Lee or, you you know, I did Tribe Called Quest and the hip-hop illustrations, I've never seen that anywhere. Yeah. These are fantastic. Oh, I love your you. the John Wick in Russian. Yeah. Check out, you got some Star Wars stuff. Some, and, of course, kaiju stuff. If you're friends with yeah, Lenny, Lynn. you yeah. got to have the kaiju I stuff. I know. He's the go-to guy for that. So uh, if I have any serious questions... I rent it by him first. He's the guy. All right. Yeah, check out Just Scope listener. Thank you, Justin, for your time. You Good luck the rest of the yeah, convention. Yeah, here. absolutely. Thank you, guys. Talking nerd. All right, Jim. Uh, let's wrap it up. We spent a few hours here at C2E2 at McCormick Place. Your uh, final thoughts over this comeback convention after the blip year. It's C2E2 is back. It is just as good as ever, and it is great seeing people out and about again. And it's great seeing you know the, you know the geek community come out and you know be you know get back to what we love to do. You definitely felt like the vibes, the community, like everyone's mm-hmm. really cool to each other, and everyone's a fan of things. Uh, exactly. The cosplay has been a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Very creative. The amount of talent in Artist Alley, always stunning. Uh, and it was great to get in, to meet some new artists and checking out some new things. And hopefully get them some new fans. Yes, follow all the artists. If any of it sounded good, listener, pick up their stuff, follow them on socials. Uh, and then again, huge thanks to C2E2 for the press badges, second year in a row. Jim, thanks for being associate producer, intern, on-the-spot correspondent, uh, convention correspondent mm-hmm. uh thanks for taking the pictures and for assisting and for doing your first interview how did that feel a uh, little weird 
little, yeah, it's like, all right, this is, uh, gotta get that, you know, but I feel, yeah, again, it's like, yeah, not the best at interviews, but we'll, we'll get there. Listen, we popped your interview cherry. That's the important thing. After you get that first one in, the rest of them will be easy. Uh, but listener, thanks for listening to this special convention edition C2E2. Check out the show notes for all the links to all the people we talked about. If you anything find interesting, support, support them, share the show. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. And we'll maybe see you at Anime Central in the spring. Oh, there's Anime Central. There's also G-Fest is coming back in July. Uh, yeah, Jim, we'll try to get you into Anime Central and you can uh, do a little reporting Do Mm -hmm. some more interviews from there for us. Sounds good. Right on. Thanks for listening. Jock and Nerd Podcast. Peep you next time.